Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I know some people have retrieved themselves from places. Um, and like, I personally have put myself in places. There's a few of me's out there because that's fun to me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> sometimes you have to call them back. But um, right now, they're out there. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm very different in a lot of timelines. Um, trying to picture one of them, it's like it's the 80s or something. Yeah, I was wearing this like crazy shoulder padded thing. But I was a teacher in a classroom. Another one, I was riding a motorcycle, which I do want to get my motorcycle license, so maybe that one has some more validity <laughs> to it. <laughs> but I was riding like a like one of the crotch rocket kinds. That wouldn't be this Katie's choice. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, there are some that are pretty similar. They have, um, there's two with daughters, about 10, about the same age. I know I'm always like on a mission when I'm when I'm trying to like time hop. And so I don't like actually spend that much time because I'm like trying to find something out. Like I'm trying to find out and I can't talk to myself. If you could talk to yourself in those dimensions, what would you say? I would be like, what is up? What is this? What time? What year is it? Like, give me the info. Give me a newspaper. Some of them are so different. It's like the just the the politics of the world are completely different, which is cool. Yeah. Maybe there's another one talking to one of you right now. I'm Jim Perry. This is Euphemed, a show about the unknown and our relationship to it. This time, other realms and new lives. Next on Euphemet.
I remember this. The smell of smoke and pine, the salty air, the night singing loud, crickets and frogs somewhere out here in the forests of rural Maine, under a new moon, hidden as if under veil. A fire sits between myself and Katie Webb. She's a witch, a time hopper, a mother. Stoking it, she brings life to the flames. They now whip towards our shoulders. The shadows near the tree line grow more distant. And I wonder if Katie might say that within them lies something else. Maybe even other worlds. I remember all of this. Maybe from a different life. Another version of me. Another Katie. I'm going to leave a nice sweet treat for all of the like animals and the nature spirits around here. Because I brought all this honey. This is probably the shittiest honey of all time or something, but at least the use will be good. I love honey. I use it so much in my magic. Mm, really? Yeah. As like a magical tool, it sweetens things. So it makes things nicer, yeah. you know? So, yeah. If I ever want to like do any magic for, like for my friends, honey always. Yeah. I'm not a hexer. I have put one person in a jar. Really? But they really, really... What do you mean you put them in a jar? Yeah, that's a hex. That's a type of hex. She was trying to hurt me and my daughter, and she had been doing it for years. I mean, I let it go, and 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 she just wouldn't fucking go away. So she got put in a jar, and I haven't heard from her since. Yeah, of course not. She's in a fucking jar in the ocean. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> How graceful can I do this? So what do you what do you This doing is a Palo Santo log. Um, I don't know if you know about this is like Hollywood from Brazil. And it works a lot like um like a sage, but it's a little less antibacterial. Um I love the way that it smells and um, where a lot of people use it to like set the tone for their meditation and things like that. It does do a really good job at like clearing the mind and kind of like setting, setting a mood. Well, tonight it's the new moon and so I'm going to make a toast to my ancestors and thank them for you know, being with me all the time and bringing me to this moment and toast to the future. I'm gonna literally pour one out for my homies yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah, so I think that that's pretty, pretty pedestrian because I think that like, you know, you, you know, you might sit here and think, okay, a witch is doing that. But like across the board in every religion, there's some way to pay homage to your people of the past. There's all, it's like something we can all relate to. So that's pretty, that's a pretty norm thing I'm gonna do tonight. <laughs> you can't 
don't really classify yourself as anything, right? No, I've I mean, been given like, the term occultist, but honestly, yeah. it's like a... I'm certainly not. Um, I TV shows, they need like, Exactly. I was given the name occultist because it seemed to like fit me the best. Um, and I wear it as like a badge of honor because it feels really like definitely part of what I do. But in no way am I like a historical <laughs> occultist of any kind. Um, I'm very much just like doing my thing Katie doing her thing it's like my new title underneath <laughs> across dimensions across timelines yeah she's just in and out of body yeah when did you discover magic um I remember exactly the moment <laughs> I had just graduated high school and thought I was going to be a teacher uh, an English professor specifically because I loved to read. So I decided I was gonna go to college for it and I took a philosophy class because I needed electives and that was it. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's not like I grew up like religious. My mom and my dad, they owned a grocery store and were just like always there. And so I literally just grew up in front of a TV MTV all day, every day. Um, and so that was my religion. Um, and it kind of still is in a way. Um, but even though like I didn't have like some sort of very specific ties to like organized religion or anything like that, I didn't need to like crack my brain open and change it. I still grew up in suburban Auburn, Maine and just not, I just didn't know. I just didn't know the depth of, and like how great and vast everything is. And that, you know, baseline philosophy class did it. But yeah, I don't know, it's funny because a lot of um, people I read for will ask me like, what, which books like did you start reading? And I was like, I didn't, I, it was philosophy. Um, here, have some marks. Go for it. <laughs> Get into it. <laughs> I won't recommend Khan because I'm not a Khan. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Yes, like those. Um, yeah, some of the fundamental philosophers and some of those thought leaders in that mm -hmm. way just helps you kind of reshape mm -hmm. some of your perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So that things like witchcraft, things like mm -hmm. magic can find their way in. They all yeah. weave in together. They all make that perfect like basket that can hold you together and help you really like go outside of yourself. Um, I don't know how I got into like sacred geometry and Pleiadian shit <laughs> after though, because I definitely went there. Because yeah. that's where I got really like meditative and into like concepts of like quantum physics and string theory and time and interdimensional travel and ghosts like that's where that all came from <laughs> I think they just kind of sneak up on you they sneak up on like you they just like get in there quality of their yeah <laughs> they're just like this is next <laughs> <laughs> is this book called The Nine Dimensions by Barbara Hancock. Each chapter is about a dimension. 
So string theory supports nine dimensions. Obviously, like, I feel like there's infinite, but like, that's a whole other situation. The first couple of pages of each chapter is um, like a like a guided meditation on how to get to each dimension via meditation. And the next few pages are how quantum how quantum physics support all of her ideas about the dimensions. So like for example, like the first one is the Earth's core and the second one is the Telluric realm. And the Telluric realm is where all of those like fantastical like creatures live. And there's like quantum physics backing like the support of like creatures being in this plane or whatever. Well, the Telluric realm is the one I've traveled to the most. Um, I became obsessed with it. I was meditating to the Telluric realm like twice a week for a period of time. So like the the way I always start is the way that she starts um, her connecting to the Earth's core. She always had us picture a thread from um, like our stomach down through our body that goes through, and it's really important to see it going through every layer. And then once you're connected to the center, that's like your lifeline. Yeah, so it's definitely different than meditation because I would come in and out of it reading, but the focus was all the same. The first time to each one is pretty, there's really nothing to talk about. I mean, I saw like this like cave and inside the cave is this lake and the lake, the water is silver. Um, it's like mercury basically is what it looks like. Um, and that's it. It was like pretty dark. I don't remember anything else. But since then, I don't know, I always go to the same place, but from what I hear of other people that have traveled there, it's like humongous and there are cities, which I've never seen. I always end up on a mountain. I look out kind of like we are now, like it's there's water and there's like endless sky and there's islands. Um, the sky's always pink and yellow. So there's all these like wild creatures and the creatures I tend to see the most <laughs> are, this is so hard to talk about because I just feel like there's no way to take me seriously. But the creatures that I spend the most time with are these like humanoid dragons and they fly around like, you know, fantastical dragons. I don't even know if I would say they're like humanoid. There's nothing necessarily human about them. They're definitely more like lizardy. Um, but very like, almost like they have no bones. <laughs> it's hard to describe. <laughs> um, um, some of them have those like Jurassic Park dinosaur heads where the one that kills like Newman. <laughs> um, um, yeah, some of them are red and some of them are green. Peach is a really common color. Peach is the color of the one that I spend the most time with. Um, I fly. I have wings in the Telluric realm and I fly. Um, again, that took like three times. I didn't at first. It's like I, it's like I earned them or something. Um, the talking is all telepathic. There's no mouths moving ever. Um, and... We don't ever talk about anything other than me. We always just talk about me and where I'm going and what I need to do. 
I always am given some sort of like mission. Um, and they're never like major missions. They're usually like, you know, reconcile this situation within yourself to move on and like just just those little pieces of wisdom um a lot that i share via tarot later um in like the daily polls um and um and then usually to leave i just like fly on out of there <laughs> i don't go back down the mountain and swim i don't leave the way i came i just After I started having these experiences, it was really important for me to talk to people about them because I needed to know, I didn't need to check myself in or like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I needed to know that I was okay <laughs> um, because at first I wasn't in full control of it. So there would be times where I'd be walking to the bus to go to work and I would levitate out of my body and I was watching myself like walk down the street. Like I couldn't control when I was gonna be present. <laughs> Unlike now, of course now I'm, I'm, I'm so much more grounded, but before it was a little reckless. I was a little reckless with how, like, how often I did it, I think. And um, how I just didn't think anything was going to go wrong. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Other dimensions, no problem. And then I had not a great experience where I was, um, like, kidnapped when I was down there. Every time I land in the Telluric realm, I land in front of the Mercury Lake to this day. Um, but I swim in it now. So I dive in and I come up and I'm, I'm on a kind of a beach like this, like very rocky, not like, you know, not some sort of like spring break beach, like a rocky, cold main beach. And there's a big old mountain in front of me, and I walk up a path, and the ground is like all leaves, always, and they're brown. And um, I walk up, it's a winding path, I walk up a winding path, it takes me like five minutes, and I'm at the top. And then I just walk to this cliff, and I'm at this cliff all the time. Um, and... Sometimes I jump off and I have wings and I fly and the rest of my meditation is in clouds. Um, I can look down and see land. Um, it's like woodsy. I don't see a lot of other life other than what's flying with me when I'm flying. And it's usually like those dragon people. They feel like my people. I don't know. Like maybe that's like my soul is like some sort of a freakish dragonoid with no bones <laughs> um, but the creatures that kidnapped me looked like piles of leaves 
The day that I got kidnapped, I was alone and no, like, dragon person met me. And all of a sudden, the leaves were, like, rustling around and it was windy. And um, I remember being like, it's windy. (laughs) And um, I guess that's actually the only time it's ever really been noticeably windy now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden the leaves just started like stacking up, like almost, you know, just like a windy day and they were like float floating around, but they were like getting really strategically stacked up and it took a while. And I just, obviously I let it happen because I had never had anything bad happen to me before when I was there. Um, and then I was in the leaves like this. So they don't, they didn't make like a creature with hands and things they just like stacked up and it did have some sort of discernible face but there was one on either side of me and then all of a sudden I was just like in the leaves and then I wasn't and then I was behind bars actual bars like an actual freaking stupid jail cell but the walls were mud and grass like I was in a hill almost like a hobbit hole with bars and you know when I picture it I picture the bars far apart but that part of me wasn't smart enough to just go sideways out of it. <laughs> um, and I was just like fuck I came out of my meditation like a fool and I was down there I, a part of me or um or the tell your me was down there for years. I was too scared to go back. I didn't know how, what to do. I didn't know how to go back and find where I was, like who to talk to. I had never really like talked to that many people. I didn't know what to do. And I just didn't even try. I felt like I just couldn't. And it's, and it's really strange to look back on that time and who I was like as a person. Um, I battle with addiction and um, all the various sorts of depression. And um, I had been sober for a whole year and when that happened, and then, yep, and then I wasn't again. I didn't consciously like start drinking again because I was scared or anything. I didn't actually even think about it that much. I think I would when I was drunk just be like, oh yeah, a piece of me is still there. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, uh, Classic me to not take anything seriously as you should, but I definitely all of a sudden fell right off that wagon until I went back. But I'm back. I've since gone back. (laughs) I've since gone back. Um, It was like putting a VHS tape in where you left off. I went, I just went right there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Yep. I just, I, once I got there, I was just right there looking at myself. I think knowing what I know now, if that happened to me, I would not leave. 
I would not just like open my eyes. <laughs> I would fix it. <laughs> um, it's, I think I panicked and then I was scared after, so I just didn't go back. But now I'm not scared because, I don't know, there's something about like really feeling like confident in who you are, like actual real confidence, not just saying it, that like changes the whole game with magic, with meditation, with everything. And so I think once I got to a place where I felt really good about myself, I could handle anything in the Telluric realm. But I panicked back then. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One thing I do miss about working in a record shop is seeing all the random music that would come in. Like, I know, I'm really good at like judging an album by its cover, <laughs> and I'm like, that that looks that looks like it's the shit. And so we'd open it and play it because you could like do that because we sold used CDs, so like, you could, like budget a little bit, and we would listen to it and be like, yes, that drum break that was hot. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was. I was totally that kid too, like there was, um, at the record store I worked at, there was a Chinese food place next door and they gave us free white rice and so I would eat their free white rice all the time so that I could buy more records. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, records over food all day. <laughs> and so then I got pregnant and I was like, shit. <laughs> I have to like feed someone else now. <laughs> Less records. <laughs> Dollar bin only. <laughs> yes, Fontella. Yeah. Um, I had been in a relationship with Fontella's dad at the time for two years, but it wasn't amazing. And, you know, he had cheated on me, and so I wasn't sure how long it was going to last. So, obviously, it felt like having an abortion was the right call. It felt like um, in that time in my life, it wasn't a sustainable... I, I mean, I worked at a record store, and I made, like, $8 an hour. You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't seem like a good idea. But I was in my kitchen, and I was just making dinner, and I was, like, distraught. You know, I... I was just chopping up something on the counter and I had this little like window that looked into my living room and she just was in the window. Um, I feel like it was one of my ancestors. It was definitely someone who knew me by name. It was like I was looking into a window of, into another place and she was there. She was on like a hill of grass. Um, pretty open, no trees or anything. It was just like, yeah, it was like a portal or something I was looking into. And she was smaller, so like, 
It, so it was like she was far away. She had long brown hair. Um, she had like jeans on. <laughs> um, nothing like no ethereal like woman in white. Like really just like she kind of looked like she came out of like a protest in the 70s. Um, and maybe she did. Um, but that was my first experience speaking directly to some kind of a spirit talking to me telepathically heard her just clear as day like this she was just like your child has to happen like your child is really important she's really important for you you're going to need her and she has to be born shit <laughs> damn it <laughs> so yeah I don't know she it just like it happened so just naturally and I wasn't freaked out by it or anything I, I just remember I remember Jake coming home and me just being like so <laughs> this woman showed up and she told me that I have to have this baby I hope that's okay and he was like yeah you do what you gotta do and I was like great <laughs> It was like super nonchalant like that. Um, <laughs> um, and to the point where I literally don't tell this story at all because we didn't make a big deal out of it at all. And we were just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> that happened and she's here now. <laughs> so yeah, she was born. I had a pretty uncomplicated pregnancy for the most part. And then she's been just like attached to me ever since. Now she's 10, <laughs> like a whole person with her own interests. She makes Spotify playlists. <laughs> she makes Godzilla fan art. Like she's obsessed with Godzilla. She's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, but I feel like she's super interested in the paranormal and that's what she wants to do. And she wants to be like me and she's got her own tarot deck and she's going for it <laughs> and she's a karate master so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so that'll be interesting just to keep on seeing like how what her choices and how she develops because apparently it's really important that she's here <laughs> yeah kind of a good time because the setting is so uh, know, appropriate for this. We've got a few stars above us. Got a few stars, got the fire going. Um, can you tell me the UFO story? I can. So um, I was living in Boston and my best friend that I made in Boston, I made one friend when I lived there and he was from Gloucester. We would um, go to Gloucester together all the time because he played in a punk rock band and they had shows there and it's a fun little place and we would like go and hang with his friends. So we went there and it was late and he was sleeping over so I left by myself and it was summer 
and I drove this old Honda Accord at the time and it had no AC as all old Hondas always did. And I, so I had all of my windows open and my sunroof was open. And so I just, you know, it was always like chaos on the highway, like with that, when you're driving like that. And so I remember specifically, I was listening to the album Wild Mood Swings by The Cure. And I was singing along at the top of my lungs. It's like my favorite album by them. And which is not, it's like a, not a popular, yeah, yeah it's not yeah. a popular one. Like almost like a B-side. I know, like people are like, ew. <laughs> when I say that, they think they look at me different <laughs> after I say that. <laughs> but yeah, so I come around this corner and there were two gigantic UFOs right in front of my face. And they were so classically like perfect movie ufos that i was like no way you know what i mean like this isn't real like they're this must be for like a business like they're like a part of a business or something and so i stared at them a lot and you know road ufo road ufo like my eyes are just like darting back and forth and um they were so huge that i you know, I saw them like from a distance in front of me, they had like orange lights around them. They were saucer shaped and they were just floating there right next to each other. Like it was just for me. And it wasn't late enough that I was the only one on the road. There were plenty of other cars. There were people passing me and no one, it's never been brought up at that time that that happened. And so you know, it's always something that you're like, was that just for me? I have no doubt in my mind that they were real, especially because, well, okay, that's a weird statement, right? Like real. So obviously we all have our own perception of what's real. We, each one of us within ourselves holds a version of reality. And it's really validating and awesome when it co you know, coexists with someone else's reality. Well, in my reality, these were real because I, what, and what made me think it was that I looked in my rear view mirror and I still saw them. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, right, that's, that's wild. Like in my rear view mirror, they were still there. So. Because there's that intentionality <sighs> yes. too, right? Yes. Where it's like, okay, I'm seeing it, 3D, visual. Yeah. Like, but to see it then again again reflected. reflected from behind it was like this is happening it's never been spoken about you know there's no great ufo sighting in like beverly in 2003 or anything like that and um so it further just made it feel like i was meant to i had to experience this because it had to like domino affect me somewhere I had to like kick something off for me um and it did it just further expanded my mind because then you get into all of those like theories of like cryptids are they like actual touchable tangible beings or are they more of a ghost are, are they more of a spirit are what we're seeing for flying saucers more of a ghost more of a spirit are we seeing that like you know fuzzing in and out like is are they just like you know, fusing in and out of different dimensions, like, or what, even just what if another universe is what I consider another dimension? What if what I say is another dimension, someone just, you know, to them, that's like just another universe. Like they think that there's many universes 
because, you know, we don't know that there isn't. Like with a ghost, we all have a different idea of what that means. Like we all have a personal definition of what a ghost is, just like we all have a personal reality that we experience. And we're not coming together and deciding on what that term specifies because we can't because no one knows so <laughs> so it's hard <laughs> to talk about <laughs> because the language is part of the real barrier you know you know when you're when you're experiencing these other planes mm -hmm. it's as if you're the alien Yes, 100%. 100%. And even if I come in contact with a part of me or like a version of me that already exists there, I'm still the alien because I'm not that version of me. So, yeah. <laughs> You're the ghost. I'm the ghost. Yeah, I'm the ghost. I'm the alien. Mm -hmm. Fusing in for a second. Fusing out. Thank you for listening to this edition of Euphemet. Thank you to our sponsors, Spotify and Anchor, for everything Euphemet, including how you can subscribe to the show. Links to our Patreon and social media. Visit euphemet.com. To support, share, or participate in our efforts to raise funds for civil rights organizations, please find the BLM link at euphemet.com. This has been Euphemet. I'm Jim Perry. And until next time, keep looking up.